Hi, this is Cameron. And this is Jorge Luis. Today, we're going to look at how three of our different ministry sites have reacted and responded in the ministry that they are doing, the outward-facing ministry they're doing during this time of COVID. Let's open our hearts to this information and start now. HopeCast. Learning about the life and mission of education equals hope. This is Cameron Graham Vivanco. I'm the co-founder of Education Equals Hope and the director of the program here in Ecuador. And my name is Jorge Luis Rodriguez. I am the coordinator of teams and training for A Equals H here in Ecuador too. And welcome back to our next HopeCast. We're thrilled that you guys are with us. Um, today, we're going to finally launch into <laughs> really what yeah. we wanted to talk about in the beginning. Um, back in the fall, uh, if you guys can remember back that long, that would be the fall of 2020, uh, <laughs> before before elections and before vaccines and uh, all those good things. Um, we really wanted to put this HopeCast together because we wanted to be able to share the reality of what's going on um, in our ministry sites and just have a way to keep... Uh, people who are part of our ministry informed and to be able to share what God's doing here. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we started mapping things out, we realized, wow, there's there's a lot of backstory yeah, yeah. <laughs> that we need to cover. So happily, we've done that. We've talked about relief. We've talked about development. We've talked about poverty, uh, three types of poverty. We've kind of laid the groundwork so that we can all be on the same page. So today... <laughs> so today, we're finally, <laughs> finally going to have the opportunity of sharing with you guys what is what we're actually living now. After all this craziness of COVID, after the pandemic. Well, not um, after it. We're still in it. We're but... still in it, right? <laughs> Dad, you're right. You're right. We're not. Uh, th- that's my heart. That's your heart. Really and hoping that we are already <laughs> over this, but we're not. So, But the thing is that a pandemic and this kind of crisis changes us all in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things, as Cameron said, we wanted to share with you guys is how it has affected the way that we do life here in Ecuador and how that has affected the way that we do ministry. Mm-hmm. We have been able to share with you guys examples, stories, and all the different kind of backgrounds that we have so that we can actually be where we are now. But mm-hmm. now the reality is that the entire world is rolling around in a different way. Yes. And our mm-hmm. world has definitely definitely started to roll in a different way. Indeed. And it, it, it has for for all of these months, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I had a good friend ask me, well, Cameron, if you guys do scholarships and the, and the schools are closed, everything is virtual, like, do you, are you guys even doing anything? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I tried to say in a really um, kind voice, uh, <laughs> yes, I wanted to say, are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> and some other people don't it's, even know that, that our schools are closed here. Right, because right? Right, we all tend to think that whatever we are living is what mm-hmm. everyone else is living. Um, and so, yeah, and not are you crazy in a bad sort of way, but in a like, oh, my gosh, we're doing more than ever. And we've talked about some of that and the relief um, side of what Educational Hope has been able to do. But we're going to dive in today and to look at three of our ministry sites. We're mm-hmm. going to look at uh, two Episcopal sites, Yay. Cristo Liberador 
and Buen Pastor. And then we're going to look at Carmen Bajo as well, where Equals H started, um, and mm-hmm. see how they have adjusted the reality of how they can continue uh, running Equals H and running their churches. And mm-hmm. what does this really look like? And when it feels like so much has been ground to a halt, there's it actually causes more and more and more pressing need. Yeah. Pressing need. Sure. Um, Jorge Luis, do you remember our mission statement? Would you like to say it in English or Spanish? <laughs> I can say it in Spanish. I don't know why, but it's always hard for me to say it in English. <laughs> I'm teasing him because <laughs> in our staff meeting yesterday, he's like, I don't know how to say it in English. It's almost the same, but it's just hard for me to okay, say Okay, you say it in Spanish, I'll say it in English. Nosotros existimos para proveer educación a aquellos en situaciones difíciles y desesperadas. What he said, because I can't say it that pretty in Spanish either, so I shouldn't make fun of him. It was a little free Spanish class for y'all. Um, so obviously, as you guys know, Education Equals Hope exists to help provide for the education of those in desperate and difficult places. Mm-hmm. Now, in Carmen Bajo, in Cristo Liberador, in Buen Pastor, and the other seven, eight, nine, I had... Happily, we yeah. keep growing, which is phenomenal <laughs> that we have that ability um, that people have been so incredibly generous during this time because the need is so great. Mm-hmm. But in all of those ministry sites, um, the population that Equals H works with is they're already in desperate and difficult situations. True. And then as we've looked at um, last week with Mika, uh, there are no pantries here. <laughs> so there's the the physical need that's happening. There's the emotional n- need as we all go through trauma and grief together. Um, and then we are really concerned on the educational needs yes. that are happening um, that are obviously impacted by the emotional needs, uh, mental mental health needs, and those physical needs. So let's dive in and look at uh, Cristo Liberador, one of our Episcopal sites headed yeah. up by Lula. Or the Reverend Lord, this. Yes. Well, one of the things that we talked about before is how important for us the development of the ministry sites, the development of everything that we do is based on relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cristo is definitely one of the most relational places. Lula is an amazing, amazing, amazing woman. She is not just... It's not just just because she's a spiritual leader of the church. It's because that's who she is. She, she is, truly she is. is. Honestly, she is one of the best community community developers I've yes. ever yes. seen. Yes, and and thank God she's part of a church and she's the head of a mm-hmm. church. Mm-hmm. But even though she was not that, she will still be doing things for her community. Yes, and so the thing that that um, is highlighting here is that she used to do a lot of things with a lot of people in the community. Yes. All the different activities that she did in, in church, like receiving the grandparents, you know, the elderly in church. She has a church, big heart for that. For that yeah. ministry uh, of receiving them every, um, I think three times a week. Yeah, three Tuesdays, times Thursdays, a week. and Saturdays. She used to do breakfast for them. Bre- breakfast for them. And mm-hmm. she used to be with them and do some exercise for their hands, mm-hmm. you know, all this kind of things. That, of, of course, had to change. Mm-hmm. The thing is that with that little activity that she used to do, it was not just of let's be together, but let me do something so that I can meet your needs. Mm-hmm. That is the breakfast that she was sharing. Mm-hmm. It was not just something fun to do. It was something necessary in the life of these people to receive. She had to change that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the first thing that she had to change is that she had to stop those activities. And for us all, as I was talking to, to Cameron yesterday, we have all lived different kind of um, changes in our lives through the pandemic mm-hmm. because yeah, of, of the pandemic. But for these kind of people where these activities are vital in their lives, 
their life is absolutely changed. Mm -hmm. And it's not that they're just stopping going to church. Or they can just connect through Zoom. Or they mm -hmm. can connect through computers. Which one of them has a, a smartphone and, or yeah. internet or, yeah. or any of that? And that's one of the, one of the things. Mm -hmm. But how are you actually going to be fed mm -hmm. physically, literally, Putting food through in Zoom? Your mouth. Mm -hmm. You know, how are you going to do that? It's not, it's not that easy. Mm -hmm. So the thing is that Lula in her... Um, her strength and her beautiful mind has uh, come to different kind of ideas, different ways of doing things for for her community. Mm -hmm. um, of course, she started doing services through Zoom and through virtual stuff, like all these kind of different things. The, the wonderful thing is um, that I've seen in not just in Cristo, but in all of our ministry sites is the commitment they have with their people. Mm -hmm. Leaders, yeah. church leaders have, you know, stand up and said, like, we have to do something. And they have started to do that. That has affected, of course, the program of scholarships that Cristo has mm -hmm. in a way that we never saw coming, mm -hmm. you know. Um, mm -hmm. The thing is that what, what we're living here in the country is that our kids had to be, like, schools are totally closed and they have to receive their education through internet in their homes. Mm -hmm. Most of those kids, as, as you said before, Cameron, um, those kids live in a very hard situation their their homes are not fully equipped with technology it's not <laughs> like they have wi-fi not, not equipped with a whole lot period. Yeah, exactly and so the thing is that it was kind of absurd for the government to push everyone to the classes and say you just connect in your computer well mm -hmm. you don't even know if i have a computer or not so that's the that's the um, that's the kind of challenges that lula had to face sure. and and say What can we do about it? What can we actually do about it? Well, the thing is that they have decided that they needed um, to use some part of their already their budget, the budget, the budget that they already have. They had to use it to uh, pay someone that can do virtual tutoring to mm -hmm. the kids, mm -hmm. so that they are not just connecting to the classes when they can, but we're actually looking for. You someone know, who is tracking with them. And mm -hmm. also for the opportunity of saying, okay, you don't have a computer. Let me see what I can provide for you. It's not that we have the the, uh, the amount of money to provide a computer for every, every home. Student, that yeah, that will be our dream. That's not the reality. So that's what that's why Lula had to come up with different kind of ideas of saying, okay, I will let the kids come and use my computer when I'm not in the church. Mm -hmm. And someone will come and, and open for them as, mm, as few people as I can just so that they can be by themselves and they can have a place so that they can actually study. I love I love just that image. Um, mm -hmm. I, we have so <laughs> many wonderful supporting churches in the United States, and a shout-out to all of them who helped mm -hmm. us. But I, it just kind of makes me chuckle. I can't imagine any of the rectors of those churches, as fantastic as they are, I can't imagine <laughs> them saying, you know what, hey, I'm just going to leave my office unlocked, and how about you just, we'll come, we'll get someone to unlock it for you, and you come use my computer for that. I mean, it's just culturally, like, yeah. you just don't, you just don't do that. Um, and I certainly know that there are um, lots of challenges in education. I've got good, good friends who are um, public school teachers in the United States and are struggling with the same sort of thing, trying to get students to connect, or do they, do they have internet? Can they connect? So I know this is not completely unique to Ecuador, Ecuador, yeah. but what is unique is, uh, is Reverend Lourdes's ability to think on the fly and to just make things happen. When we say they receive classes, these students receive one hour of classes a day. Mm -hmm. Every student in the public school system, one hour, and that's normally through WhatsApp, 
Yeah. And then they have all sorts of homework that's been assigned them that they have to take pictures of and send back in um, and whatnot. But that, that, that touch is limited to just one hour a day. And, and you were talking about the, the elderly ministry, which is, you know, you would think, well, what does that have to do with scholarships? Like, aren't we talking about yeah. K through 12 scholarships? Yes, but here in Ecuador, so many of those grandparents live with those scholarship students. Yes. So the grandparents' health and mental health is having uh, an impact directly on those Definitely. scholarship students and how what the dynamic of their homes as you have multiple generations living together because that's completely the norm here. Yes, and and also uh, when we were talk- when I was talking about the commitment of, of the people from the church, I can also highlight the the commitment of everyone involved in the church with everyone else, you know, like the thing is that if we are helping the kids to go to school, we cannot just provide for, for the, that little kick or that little push for them to go to school with no, without thinking about what is going on in their homes, the larger family. you know, mm-hmm. and, and in their families, what is going on in their tummies, are they actually being fed or not, yeah. you know, it's, it's a, it's a holistic and, thing. And that is a great segue to talk about Carmen Bajo. Um, yes. I was talking to Pastor Fabian yesterday um, and just talking about the they used to run a feeding ministry out of Carmen Bajo four mm-hmm. days a week, actually five, but one of them was Saturday because they realized the kids weren't eating on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And again, we're, we're talking about really humble circumstances and situations, and mm-hmm. these are not bad people. These are really <laughs> wonderful yes. and dear, dear friends of ours now, wonderful people who happen to be born into situations that are really challenging financially, and they don't have that resource. So, um, and they're not able to bring all the kids to to the church to feed them anymore. And so, sure. how they have figured out how to do monthly food baskets and kits. Um, they have one type of kit for equals H students, and mm-hmm. and for those those students to try to to feed them, and then. For uh, families in the church, they also try to do that. And so it's once a month. But the real need that they had that um, Fabian recently let me know, we were talking about relief work. And he was like, you know, Cameron, my sister, who um, is a wonderful person, she she donated X amount of dollars to buy computers. So it's like, we don't really need computers right now, but what we need is food because these kids are coming. Yeah. They can go to that preschool. They have them in rotating shifts that come on Mondays and on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Um, and they realized that so many of the kids were coming without food. Yeah. And that yeah. food insecurity, we were talking about that with Mika last week. And so that's kind of how they have adjusted. Yeah. And they, they're thinking about they want to um, start cooking again, but not have people come, but they go out and deliver, and deliver kind of like that. meals yes. on wheels, except be, be meals on, on feet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's true. It's all in, in the neighborhood right there. So that would be, that's what's going on in Carmen Baco. Tell us about Buen Pastor. Buen Pastor is um, an amazing community. Um, the, the pastor there, the, the, um, the priest there is Juan Carlos Quiñones, a beautiful friend. He's an example of taking the wheels and, and he's taking the driver's seat and saying to his entire church, let's come, come with me and we'll do something. One of the ministries that he has is uh, within the scholarship program is that there's his church is based in a neighborhood in the south of Quito and there's a mountain close to it. And there's well, a lot of people. Well, let's be honest, Quito's yeah. all mountains. Yes, so Quito's all the- mountains. Yes, that's true, that's true, that's true. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So it's in the kind of the valley-ish <laughs> part and then right yeah. up the hill behind them. Up the hill, there's a, an entire community of a lot of people there. 
the needs of those people are really, really, um, mm-hmm. really These are squatters, great. basically. Yes. They've just come and it's basically. somebody else's land and they've thrown up some sort of shelter um, so that they're not, quote unquote, homeless. Exactly. So they are the recipients of the scholarships. Mm-hmm. Uh, Juan Carlos had an entire network of people and, and they will make them come every once, an, uh, once a month so that they can receive uh, some talks, so that they can pray together, they can see how they're doing, what else do they need, things like that. Like mm-hmm. this kind of protective system with them. With the pandemic, all that had to stop. And then what he decided is that he was going to take care of those people from apart from the virtual side of the life, you know, and what he decided is that he was going to raise up a lot of leaders in church Mm -hmm. so that they have like the responsibility and commitment of taking care of those families. So he divided the families up and gave them to each leader and said, you are in charge of these five families and you, you're in charge of these five families. Because of two things. The first thing is that there was a lot of people in that area, that zone of the city, that were infected really fast. Mm, it was and a hot spot It was for a COVID. really, really hard situation. Mm-hmm. Maybe not a lot of church members passed away, but their families did pass away. Mm, their yeah. grandparents, their their parents, their kids, like a lot of different people. So that's why Juan Carlos said uh, the need here is for us to protect them, to cover them, but also to walk with them mm-hmm. and to help them to grieve in this really, really hard situation. How are we expecting for them to have good grades, to get good grades in school yeah. if we're not actually taking care of their fears and, and you know, like all this amount mm-hmm. of feelings that you get with all this pandemic. So yes. that's the way that he had decided to take care of them. Wow. Mm-hmm. Way to go, Juan Carlos. Oh, he is great. He's we, great. We're big, big, yeah. big, big Juan Carlos fans. Yeah. But so what I hear you saying is that, and in all these situations, honestly, these churches that are in desperate and difficult places, they mm-hmm. have taken it upon themselves to say, hey, we're in need, but we know other people in need and we're going to give. And yes. I think that's um, that's a sign of God's economy and God's love. Mm. Um, so, so thankful for the resource, the physical money that yep. Equals H was able to give each of these three churches so that they could um, put some some feet on the floor and get get things moving because resource is incredibly helpful. But what healthy and wonderful places and churches yeah. um, that are caring for their own and then also doing outreach for, for others that may or may not be on their church rosters. Yeah, that's amazing. What incredible, incredible people. I love them. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us um, today. We are thankful for who you are. We would love for you to join us in Education Equals Hope. Please go to our website, www.educationalequalshope.org. We'd love you for you to be a part of all of this ministry uh, monthly, one time, whatever you would like, please join us as we continue and journey forth. Thank you for your attention and for being with us and praying for all of our ministry sites as we keep on growing with them. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to our Hopecast. If you want to join the mission or know more about it, please visit our webpage www.educationequalshope.org or check our YouTube channel and Instagram with the same name.